Hey fellow Zeros, thanks for joining us for this edition of Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that warns you to watch out for his fingers. They make sparks. I'm your host Joe, and I brought along my friends Des and Troy to talk to you about the movie Thor Ragnarok. Playing the role of Des, we've got Sequel. The podcast that seeks safe passage through the anus. And the man I call Troy, Corey. The podcast that's been falling for 30 minutes! I almost picked that. Oh, that was that was my second choice. That was the honorable mention. Here. That was original. That was one I had said first, and then Matt talked me into doing it the other way. And then but right you, now but I you didn't. You I did it the correct way. I did it I almost. Did it. So close. We also have Matt's guest, which was the podcast that doesn't hang with the Avengers anymore. It all got too corporate. We also have a number of honorable mentions. Mine being the podcast that just thought they were really big eyebrows. And Matt's the only podcast that used to ship mainly for orgies. Before we talk to you about Ragnarok, though, let's let you know what else we've been watching. Troy? No, I'm kidding. Corey? <laughs> I just got done watching Jigsaw, using my movie pass for the first time. Nice. Like five minutes ago. Yeah, literally, uh, I got done the movie, Rand had dinner with the fiancé, and then came here. And had we started at 8.30, I wouldn't have had the time to do that, so... Yeah, so it was, um... Middle of the road Saw movie doesn't do anything special. If you're a fan of the genre, then go for it. You'll be entertained. Beyond that, it wasn't spectacular in any ways. Uh, I've also been watching a ton of the Discovery reality shows that I love. Gold Rush Alaska's back. The Curse of Oak Island is back. If you don't watch The Curse of Oak Island, don't. It's it's just a waste of time. They never find anything. Spoilers. So they make a show about people finding nothing. Yeah, like, there's supposed to be some, like, millions of dollars of, like... We could do that. <laughs> yeah. If we didn't have to find anything and could continue to get paid to do the show... You could argue that we already make that show. Kind of. But it's still kind of entertaining, and you just, you're just holding on hope that one day they find something. That's why you still watch. They haven't found it. They found, like, two or three little things so far. So you keep coming back. <laughs> Arrowheads. It's like gold coins and, like, shit like that. That's it. That's all I've been watching. Sequel, what have you been watching, buddy? I finished Stranger Things Season 2. It was good. Solid. Not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't finished watching yet. Which is completely possible. I've also been using my movie pass quite frequently. I saw Thank You for Your Service. Was it good? It's just depressing. Okay. It's like, but uh, was it good? Yeah, I mean, it's well made. It's well acted. But it's... I don't, I don't want to see it again. Okay. I want to see that. This uh, poor treatment of veterans. Um, and I saw LBJ last night. And that was also good? Yeah, it was good. I like historical uh, biopics. What have you been watching? I watched a movie on Netflix. It's called Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Yes, that movie so awesome. <laughs> so funny. I've never seen it before. Oh this my time. god. That's incredible. That's a very misleading title. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> But it's a very enjoyable movie. We turned it on. I was watching it with my girlfriend, and I was like, holy crap, Alan Tudyk's in this movie. I love this already. <laughs> as soon as he comes on screen, anything he's ever been in, every time he comes on screen, I just smile a little bit like, I'm going to enjoy the next, however long this takes. So that movie is, is, a, is a fun watch. If you don't mind, like, murder, totally watch it. And also, I'm still watching The Office, and... I can't stress this enough. If you don't watch The Office yet, and you haven't tried, 
Watch The Office. That show is amazing. Unless you hate laughing. <laughs> if yeah. you hate joy, don't watch The Office. If you don't like fun, then, you know, don't watch it. Otherwise, you're missing out. We restarted it again. I just watched the basketball episode before I came here. Was that in season one? Yep. Okay, I, I skipped season one because it's terrible. It's not, it's not uh, terrible, yeah. but in comparison to the rest of the show, it's a very noticeable step down. Yeah, production's yeah. down, and it's a lot more awkward. I hate Steve Carell's hair in season one. Yeah. He looks younger in, like, seasons two on. He than doesn't he look like he's balding in season yeah, one. Yeah, he looks like he's balding in season one. Phyllis looks so old in the first couple yeah. of episodes, too. And that is what we've been watching. Let's do our movie facts for Thor colon Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok is rated PG-13. It's two hours and ten minutes long. Its director's name is Taika Watiti, who also directed Eagle vs. Shark, Boy, What We Do in the Shadows, and Hunt for the Wilder People. Are those all, like, made-for-sci-fi movies? No, those are, like, real movies. There's no way they are not those ones, those ridiculous movies they put on sci-fi. What We Do in the Shadows was a... That's a vampire movie. Yeah. But it's, like, like a comedic... Almost yeah. like a mockumentary, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Shark. Uh, I don't remember, but it's got Jermaine Clement Clement in it from uh, Flight of the Concords. Yeah, I butchered his name so bad. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of names, I'm going to butcher. Let's let you know who starred in this little ditty. We got Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, Blanchett. I don't know. Idris Elba, Jeff Goldblum, Tessa Thompson, Carl Urban, Mark Ruffalo, and Anthony Hopkins. The budget for the movie was $180 million, and so far it has grossed $439 million in, uh, you know, one weekend, pretty much, plus Monday. $130 million of that was domestic. And the scores for the movie. Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at 93%. Certified fresh. The audience with a slight, slight downgrade at 90%. IMDb has an 8.2 out of 10. And Metacritic scores this movie at 73 with a user score of 7.4. Those are all the facts I have for you. Let's let you know our general thoughts. Forget who I went to first before. I think it was Corey. So, sequel, you're going first now. This is the funniest movie in the MCU. I found myself laughing more than any other one, including Guardians. It's almost too funny, though. I think they have a little tone problem with this, um, because there are some serious moments and big developments I think get overshadowed because the tone is too light. That's that's my major criticism with this. Like, it's enjoyable. I, I can't say that enough, but... Whereas the DC... Or do you, how do you say DC? DCU. Way too dark? This one's way too light. They, they, they have to find a healthy balance, I feel. Corey, your thoughts? I thought that this movie was really enjoyable to watch. Um, I do, however... Feel like I can start to pick apart the progression of MCU movies, which I don't love. I, I want to continue to be surprised by things that happen, and I feel like at no point was I like, oh, I didn't see that coming. It, it, it's just, MCU is becoming almost procedural, which is problematic. The one thing that was surprising was that I laughed a lot. I thought it was spectacularly funny, and... Sequel might be right. It might be too funny. I didn't even think about it. But as far as MCU movies go, it's it's good. It's very enjoyable. 
but it's nothing that will, you know, stand out to me as, like, the best MCU movie ever made. So I'm realizing now why we all do this podcast together. Because Sequel already made the point that I wanted to make. This movie <laughs> is really, like, a fun time to go see. It's, it's an enjoyable experience. But in my head I was like, this is, like, too silly for my taste. Like, they just, they completely undermine the seriousness of some, some parts of this movie. Whereas, and also, Gardens Volume 2 is the funniest MCU movie, I think. I don't think this movie was quite as funny, but they tried really hard to be funny. They put in a whole bunch of, like, the whole, one, one entire character is only there. He's the Drax of this movie. Korg? Yes. That's the director. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's hysterical. This is, was it one-liners? The Rock guy? Yeah. Okay. He's funny. That's the director that's playing then? Yeah. Oh, cool. And I think at this point we're kind of delving into spoilers almost, so... Yeah, so this movie is fun, but not all that I hoped it would be. Yeah, they are becoming kind of formulaic in the MCU, and I don't I don't love that, but we'll talk about that more in a moment. Starting right now, we're going to get into spoilers for Thor Ragnarok. It's a very real possibility if you're listening to this. You haven't seen it yet, so if that's the case, press pause, go watch it, and then, you know, we'll be here when you get back, because... This is a pre-recorded audio file. It's on your phone or your computer. We haven't moved. We're immortal. <laughs> Let's do all our spoilers for Ragnarok starting right now. What would be problematic is if it does become too formulaic, then we're going to see the twists and turns out of Infinity Wars, which is really going to be bad. Like, Infinity Wars, they have a chance to break the mold because it's Avengers on steroids, and it's something that they've never come up against. It'll certainly be the first time that the movie doesn't end with an ending. Like, we don't come to a conclusion where... You mean because there's two parts, right? Because there's two parts. But, again, for all we know, it might just be the same formula split up over two. So, where we get to the point where Thor may not be able to defeat the big bad is where Infinity Wars 1 ends, and then... You know what I mean? I guess... If we relate to the three-act structure, it's at the end of the second act before things kind of wrap up. Is it still Infinity War in two parts, or are they doing Infinity War than something else, but it's a continuation with I, the same I characters? believe it's in two parts. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I think too. they've been going back and forth with it. Oh. That's unfortunate, because they're done filming it, I think. So we're, we have not talked about Ragnarok yet. No, yeah, we I'm haven't. sorry. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, again, this is, this is a filler movie. I feel like Guardians Volume 2 was a filler movie. It doesn't really add much to the table. It, I mean, it does with the Hulk stuff. Yes, and that's the seriousness that this movie undermines. Yeah. We don't know if Hulk can turn back into Bruce. We just don't know. He says he doesn't know if he's going to be able to, and then he does it to save the day. I know we're jumping right to the end right now, but they never touch on it again. Mm-hmm. And when he, when they're all on the ship at the very end, he's still big and green, right? Yep. Yep. So, there's that. I mean, and the one thing that I think this movie missed that I was really excited to finally see is that sixth Infinity Stone. We we all thought it was going to come in here. This is logically where it should have been. There's one more. I guess we're going to get it in Infinity War? No, we're going to have to get it in Black Panther. Or in Infinity War. We have one more MCU Which movie. Which one comes out? Is Black Panther, then Black Panther, and then Infinity that War. That makes more sense. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Because it's probably in a far-off location like, what is it, Wakanda? Wakanda. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the odds that there would be two Infinity Stones in Asgard is pretty... Yeah, and plus if it was there, it's now gone, but... That'll be, that'll be something for when we actually get there. Yeah. So now let's get to the start. The movie opens up with Thor in the cage, talking. We think to somebody else who's also in the cage. Skeleton. He's, Skeleton. I mean, he's not... You're not wrong. There is someone else in the cage. <laughs> yes. Skeleton. I thought that when the skeleton went to open his, like, as uh, if the skeleton was going to respond, the jaw just kind of drops off. Like, that's just how the... And that's how the movie starts. It's the first 30, 45 seconds into this movie. That's how we know exactly what we're in for. Yep. We knew it was going to be... He's talking to Wilson in yeah. the cage. <laughs> yep. And then he drops down, and he, we get the... And he talks to... That guy's name, I can't fucking remember. Surtur? Yes, who was played, his voice by the guy from Shawshank Redemption, whose name I forget. The guy who played Andy Dufresne? No, the, um, the, uh, main guard. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Clancy Brown? Oh, Clancy Brown, yep. The guy who turns evil and everything he's in. Yes. (laughs) I mean, in Shawshank, he just started off evil. Because that, too. And then, that is when, and it was this early on, that I realized that there was going to be one theme that this kept going back to. Helmets. They linger on helmets the entire movie. Every turn is something is like, there's like this weird lingering shot up with the headgear. Anybody else notice it? Well, I mean, after the fact, it's easy to yeah. say that. I, I don't know if I noticed it at the time. When he, when he defeats him and he takes it and he puts it on his back, I was like, I somehow feel like that's going to be important, which it turns out to yeah. be very... I mean, that's the classic setup. Yeah. yeah. But I also, like, short, like as the movie progressed, like I kept noticing helmets seem to be a thing. Well, if you're talking about the gladiator thing, that's, that's basically Thor's helmet, like his actual costume helmet. Yeah. But then, what's-her-name at the end is using a helmet... Or no, Loki is actually using a, his helmet as a weapon for a lot of the end fight. Did a lot of work with helmets. I did like the line in that, the opening scene, where I guess Surtur is like, Thor, son of Odin. And you went, Surtur, son of a bitch, you're still alive? Yeah. <laughs> we also, st- again, the comedy that's in that scene, every couple of like seconds, he's like, oh, nope, hold on, come back around. I'm not, yeah. I'm not even moving, this is... This is just the chain. I mean, that kind of... Let you, lets you know what you're in for. It does. Like, the whole it's opening. constant. Yeah. It's just him, it him being snarky and dropping one-liner and quibs. Which I'm not sure how I feel about. It works in the context of this movie, but... I've always felt Thor was more serious than this, though. Yeah, I'm not well-versed in Thor comics. I'm not saying I am, but, like, I, I just always... Compared we, to the other movies, I mean... He's basically supposed to be a Norse god, right? Yeah. So, you would think of anyone, it would be Loki who had the sense of humor... But Thor has clearly developed a pretty good one. Yeah. Spent enough time on Earth around Tony Stark, bound to pick up a few few snarky aspects, right? <sighs> right. Point break. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a clever joke, too. That's not like slapstick comedy that you get. Like, um, we'll, we'll get to it. So then we get just the... He returns to... Well, just the, the rest of that scene is the, the, the setup that he's, like, really in control of his power. Milnor and him are fighting as one. He's beating the crap out of hundreds of demons and dogs and this and that. Knocks the helmet off, straps it to his back. To uh, awesome immigrant song, because yep. that song's amazing. I love it in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It, it's well-placed in this movie. And then he's riding Milnor after somebody opens the Bifrost. What, what Scourge says? Scourge, Scourge yep. Yeah. 
played by Carl uh, Urban Bones. Yep. Here's a question for you guys. It's something I noticed immediately. I want to know if you guys realized it. Did everybody heard what state he found the assault rifles in? Right, Texas. Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is Texas, and then he names them Des and Sh- and Troy Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, I wonder if that's supposed to be a double pun because combined it says destroy, and they're two very famous Dallas Cowboys. I thought I'd be the only person in this room that noticed that because I have a pretty one track mind. <laughs> no, no, I. It's the midst of football season, man. I couldn't miss it. I guess. I was like Dallas. Texas, Des and Troy. Hello. I'll be That's honest. I didn't think of Troy, but when he said Des, I'm like Des Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, like Dak. <laughs> and then he says Troy, and I'm like, all right. So we got Des Bryant. Who else was Aikman? Troy. Aikman. Troy Aikman. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was a subtle joke, or maybe they were just going for destroy. But it worked yeah. on levels for sports nerds. Also. Yeah. It Very just it, it was. It may have been an unintended. We made our own joke here. And then he closes the bye for us. Right as Thor comes in and the head of the weird fire dragon spills guts all over him. The girls run away. And <laughs> Thor's first thing after he stands up is, who the hell are you? <laughs> Where's Heimdall? And what does Scourge say? That Heimdall is a fugitive. Yeah, traitor. Traitor and a fugitive. So there are problems in Asgard happening before Thor even gets back. Also, we get the setup that Thor has spent the last X number, X amount of time flying around the galaxy yep. looking for Infinity Stones. Traveling the Nine Realms. Traveling the Nine Realms, and he's found none. He runs into one in a couple minutes, actually. And not too too much further, he runs into one of them. We get back to the actual temple in Asgard. That was a funny scene, how he, Scourge goes, wait, I have to announce your arrival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he flies away and Scourge's like, oh. and he starts running. <laughs> By the time he arrives, everything's already done. He's like, right. Lord Thor! <laughs> He's actually out of breath and everything. And we get the payoff that Odin is still Loki. Or that Loki is impersonating Odin. Yeah, I thought that was, was going to be a bigger deal. Yeah, which yeah. was very obvious, because like, you watch him, he's watching the play... The the play is very Loki centric. But the la- but the last time we saw Odin on the throne, it was in fact Loki. So it's nothing that we didn't know already. Yeah, I thought that would be a major theme of this movie based yeah. based on. But everything. But it, I mean, to their credit, they didn't linger on it, and it it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, everything in Asgard is technically fine. Right. A bunch of people are just looking at Loki as a hero and not as the villain that tried to destroy Earth. Okay, whatever. Um, was that Chris Hemsworth's brother in the play? One of them was Matt Damon. One of them, the guy who played Loki is Matt Damon. I thought it was Matt. I think. Hang on. Loki definitely was played by Matt Damon. I can't hundred yeah. percent guarantee that. I can also hundred percent guarantee that. I haven't looked it up. Just actor the Thor actor was Luke Hemsworth. Yep. It was one of the other. I thought so. Sam Neill was uh, actor Odin. Yeah, he <laughs> was. Is he going to be uncredited? In I this? think he is because I can't find nope, it. No, nope, Matt Damon, Loki <laughs> actor, uncredited, but he's on IMDb. Nice. So, well, I mean, it's almost impossible to not, to see it and not realize right. that it's Matt Damon. Yeah. So, especially because if you were in my theater, you got a downsizing preview right before this started. So, yeah, we'll talk about that one after the show. Sure. <laughs> or on Twitter if you want to find us and talk to us about it. As Cth a, podcast. There it is. So he does. I think. Thor, I, I thought the way that Thor got Loki to snap out of being Odin was really cool. Just throws the hammer, holds him up, and is like, hey. You know what'll come to my hand? <laughs> and the only thing you can do... <laughs> is yield. 
So that was fine. And then we get them going to Earth to find Odin. He left them in an old folks' home that burnt down? That was just being destroyed. <laughs> I Again, funny. I thought that was really funny. They're, he's like, we're going to go get Father. Okay, fine. They get to Earth, and he's like, I swear this is where I left them. And it's like a, like a construction zone. I forget we're going to get Doctor Strange in this movie also, which we get immediately following that scene. Mm-hmm. Even though we got it in the uh, mid credit scene for... Uh, yeah, it's, the, it's part of the ex- exact same scene. Yeah. Right. So we get that, which was fine. I loved how deep we got Doctor Strange. It wasn't just that one conversation and away they went. It was... Doc- it, it shows the progression of Doctor Strange's ability to control what he's doing. Yes. Oh, yeah, he's so, got perfect control. Of it. Not yeah. perfect control, but really, really good control. He's of it. much better than, like... He just teleports Thor anywhere yeah. he wants. Three or four times. And they just really keep popping around. Yeah. And Thor gets really uncomfortable about it, which makes perfect sense. Thor's not used he's to this. He's spilling his ale, man. Yeah. I'm trying to think of every scene we talk about, there's a joke in every single scene. There is. I'm keeping a running tally in my head. So far, we're, like, six for six. You'd have better luck... Finding scenes that don't have jokes in them. Right. Like, those are harder to come by in this movie. That's true. Because, again, the joke in that is when Thor's calling for uh, his hammer, and you're hearing all the artifacts being destroyed. Well, even before that, <laughs> Thor picks up the nail thing. He's like, oh, there's wizards here. And then he's, like, falling, and he's trying to, like, fumble through it, and Strange is just like, you know, just, it's fine. just leave it. It's fine. Drinking the beer. Drinking the beer, it comes back up. And then at the end of it, he puts the circle and Loki comes through the bottom and says he's been falling for 30 minutes. And then he charges at him. He throws the circle across the room into them to send them to Norway. Yeah. Where Odin is. Which makes perfect sense. That's exactly where Odin yeah. should be. Right. Which leads me to my least favorite scene in the movie. The death of Odin? No, it's the very vague exposition dump we get. Okay. Because he doesn't... He knows everything about there is to know about Hela. Not that I'm asking for an exposition dump here, but like... He gives them the shittiest possible explanation. Yep. He's like, when I die, she's going to be, you know, in charge, and there's not anything you can do, so enjoy. Later. Later, dudes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Later, sons. But he's also very much like, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen, so, um... I'm just going to disintegrate. good luck, and then into a pile of golden dust, and away he goes. You're boned. No one seemed broken up over it, either. They seem oddly okay with everything. Well, Thor's going to have those flashbacks, so he's fine. He's he well, gets Thor, to no, Thor is flashbacks. Thor actually is is a little upset because in his mind, if Odin was still in Asgard, he's pissed at Loki. Yeah, if 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 Odin's at Asgard, he's not dying. Right. He can pretty much live forever. The Odin sleep. Yeah. So now he's Odin is is dead, dead, and then we get Hela arriving. Instantaneously. Instantaneously, right where they are. It's not like she arrived back at Asgard. She's like, this is where Odin's dying. I guess this is where I have to be first. And this is the second time that we get a helmet thing. Every time she's about to go balls deep into death, she runs her hands through her hair and it becomes a helmet. Kate Blanchett plays Hela. She does a fine job. I thought she did a good job with it. I just don't like the character. Again, this is a long line of MCU villains you just don't care about. She's right in there. Doesn't definitely doesn't. She's completely this. overpowered, but there's no reason given to us for it. It's right. just like she draws her power from Asgard. Okay, but everybody else. All, she's your. All, she's Odin's daughter. How did this, 
why doesn't everyone else? I don't. No, no, it does though. That that's what they're saying is like Loki technically gets power from Asgard. Thor technically gets power from Asgard, and she draw like they all draw their power from Asgard. But she's unbeatable. But she's just unstoppable because she was the first, I guess. First and, born. And she's sure. tech- and, and technically speaking, her entire job was to be a perfect warrior that can kill, like take out entire armies single handedly. I found it a little ridiculous when she finally gets back to Asgard. That what she does when she gets back to Asgard immediately following, I I actually hated worse. So the next scene, I guess the next scene, because... Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about the next scene, we should probably not gloss over the the whole Bifrost thing. Well, no, no, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they jump into the Bifrost. Well, Loki tells tells them to send the Bifrost, and Thor's like, no, because he realizes that she'll take Come it back, back to Asgard, yeah. uh, and see, that's that the ruins thing. everything. I wasn't sure if it was Thor saying no because he didn't want her jumping into the Bifrost, or if it was Thor wanting to fight her then and there. I, immediate, I immediately thought it was him realizing that her coming back in the Bifrost was going to destroy him. Okay, so you see, me, I thought he was more impulsive and he just wanted to fight. And he's he was better now. Mad. No, he's he smarter says it now. When, the, when they reunite, they, he even mentions it. Okay. Yes. Okay, fair enough. I missed that scene. I missed that line, I should say. So then they start fighting in the Bifrost. Which right. is kind of cool. It was pretty cool. But then she just kicks them out. Which is kind of anticlimactic. Well, technically Thor kicks himself out in order to not get killed. This is after she destroys the hammer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she destroys the hammer in Norway. Okay. Oh, we probably shouldn't have, we should have mentioned that. It's true. Mjolnir is they destroyed show, almost they instantly. show that in the trailer. Yep. yep. Kind of wish they didn't. Yep. I, w- I kind of wanted that holy shit moment. <laughs> you know, I, I figured that would have been a good time to do it. There are two big reveal things, or two big things that they could have revealed in this movie that they just that they showed in the trailer, which they shouldn't have. Is there one Hulk? Yeah. So it's one of the two. You can show one or the other, you shouldn't have shown both. I figured you needed Hulk. Yeah, they probably should have just shown Hulk. Because in the th- I would have, you know, been like, oh, wow. Like, you know, that would have been like a, a big moment for me if I didn't know it was going to happen already. Mm-hmm. To kind of gloss over it, I mean, it, it just, becomes a major theme towards the end, but... Yeah. What, the hammer you're talking about? Yeah. The cliche lines? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I like the cliche line. We'll get to it. <laughs> so, now they're going into the Bifrost, trying to get back to Asgard. She follows them in. She kicks both of them out one way or the other. They're both knocked out, I should say. And she arrives. Two of the Warriors, three, are waiting. And they both die... Immediately. Immediately. I have that... I I hated, hated it. Is that your least favorite scene? It is actually my least favorite scene. When they both are like, well, who are you? And then they think about going to attack, and then they're dead before they can even... And then she throws, like, goddess kunais to them, and they die. Yep. Just right through right through their Asgardian armor, they've kicked the shit out of innumerable amount of frost giants, and all of the... They have war stories for years if they want to just sit down and tell stories for the rest of their life. But they can't because they're dead. But they can't because they're dead. Because, Point Hella. Because Hella just shows up, stabs him with a bunch of little knives, and off she goes to take over the rest of Asgard. I assume that the next time we see her, which I'm, I think I'm going to jump forward a touch here, the next time we see her is when the entire Asgardian army is around, right? And the third of the Warriors 3 is there. Is that who's that? That's who that's supposed to be, yeah, right? Before and yeah. after she goes to the palace and destroys the ceiling, revealing the true. Before that's before. Yeah, 
Because she makes an announcement that she's Odin's firstborn, so it's her right, and she gives them all an opportunity to join her instead. And immediately they're just like, nah, bitch, we don't know you, and then she just fucking kills the entire army. Which I assume is with one of the, the, the guy that's yeah. leading them is the third of the warriors. That is, right. that is the third one, yes. He makes it at least a fight. Meh. Hardly, hardly a fight, but he doesn't just get stabbed instantaneously. He tries to fight her, at least. Yeah. He actually does about 30 30 to 40 seconds of combat across the board with her before perishing. Again, OP as hell. She took out an entire Asgardian army. Like, that's... She's ridiculous. That's a little insane. The fact that Odin even had enough power to banish her is kind of surprising to me, considering how powerful she seemingly is. But again, she's back at Asgard now, so... She's just eating Asgardian fuel from the air. Before this happens, there's a scene in between, which is when we get introduced to the planet Scar. Sakar. Sakar. I'm sorry. I kind of really enjoyed that, the first interaction on Scar. Every aspect of them on Sakar is very enjoyable. Yep. It's uh, the planet Hulk planet. Planet Hulk planet. You, I love Tessa Thompson's character. Yeah, she was good. She was very good. Valkyrie, I've only seen her in two movies, but she's knocked out of the park in both of them. What was the other movie? Creed. Oh, shit, that's right. I've never seen her in a movie. Right, that's right, that's right. right. I know, she's the whole time, I'm like, you look so familiar. And I looked her up in the theater. She's the person in Creed. That guy. Don't be that guy. (laughs) I I tend to be. The previews tell you not to be that guy. Well, watch your movie, I'm not distracting you. (laughs) You are the light man. I turn my light all the way down, it's fine. I just... About the phone. I'm not making a phone call. I'm looking something up. Come down. Talking is more problematic, really. And the cellophane candy wrappers. This is off topic. So, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, it is. We get like the 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 dumpster guys that set, that that show up, and Thor starts talking, and the guy responds, "Are you food or fighter or food? Fighter or food? Fighter or food?" And then Thor starts fighting, and they're like, "Okay, food. <laughs> what? That's um." Your words mean different things here. <laughs> uh, and then they, they electro-net him. Right. And then they start beating him up as if they're going to eat him. And I'm like, but you just saw him throw one of your guys hundreds of feet away in the air. Probably should sell him if you're trying to sell fighters. Might be a good one to, to sell. But they're so hungry, Corey. They're really hungry. I guess. And that's when we get... What's her? I don't even know what her character's name is. Valkyrie. She's uh. That's she's listed in as the credits. Something is it Valkyrie? One four two. Yeah, Scavenger one four. Oh, Scavenger one four two, and then is it we Scavenger. I don't know something. Like I that. don't remember. It is. I'm pretty sure it's Scavenger. But in the credits, she is listed as Valkyrie. As Valkyrie. Okay, so Valkyrie shows up. Great intro scene. Yeah, she's drunk. They they get this build up with the ship. She has a slow walk and just promptly falls off <laughs> because she's too drunk to stand. <laughs> And then they go back to trying to eat Thor, and then she yells, wait again. And then she also throws somebody about as far as Thor just thrown her, which should have given it away to me that she also was Asgardian. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't even think of it. No, it didn't cross my mind either. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, she throws a little thing in his neck and takes him to... I feel like we're glossing over the... The spaceship turrets that she controls with her arms. Oh, that was cool. That's pretty cool. Now, she, we've, now we've mentioned it. We can move on. <laughs> she also kills a lot of people. There's a lot of death in this movie. There is. Yeah. There's a, she, like, doesn't even think twice about just murdering 30 or 40 people who are just trying to find a meal. 
blows them all away without their meal is people. I mean, yeah, they they deserve to die, but <laughs> there was no judge, jury, or executioner. She was all three. Yeah, and then she takes them to the grandmaster. The grandmaster, who is a fantastic character. Great. Jeff Goldblum nailed this character so well. In the MCU, he's brothers with the Collector. That that makes so much 100% sense. One hundred percent makes sense. Oh but god, that actually makes more sense. Makes the movie make more sense to me now. Hopefully, down the road they reunite. Oh, god. Even if it's a post-credit scene, I don't care. I just I want at least thirty seconds of it. Does the Collector have the blue, blue little painting no. down the center? No, he's got that. He's got his. He's a soul patch. It's it's hair that's white. Okay. Okay. Also, this just all the buzzwords in this brought up the because uh, I played Marvel Contest of Champions, which is a an app for the phone. Yes. And I was like, oh my god, they said the thing, name of the thing that I know. Contest of Champions. That's what the game was called. Oh, okay. So he cool. runs a Contest of Champions. I've played Contest of Champions. Do you have to beat Hulk at the end of it? No, I've I've owned the Hulk in it. No man owns Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Grandmaster's interactions with his assistant. Especially the first, again, talking about a joke in the scene, when he's like, what do I say? Every time Scavenger 142 shows up, it starts with a B. Trash. What? No. That doesn't start with a B. (laughs) (laughs) I say best. I was trying to get her to say best. And then she gets paid a shitload of money. I don't know if... It was 10 million, whatever. 10 million. And I don't know if if a unit is essentially equivalent to a dollar. We're going to go with that. But that means she got paid ten million dollars. Well, I mean, it's a person, sure. But what are they trying to sell the Affinity Stone for in Guardians? That was the same unit of measure. Yeah, it was like a billion. It was at least a billion units. I think it was four billion units. Yeah. I think that sounds right. Loki is already on Sakaar for weeks. And of he's course, best friends with the Grandmaster. Of course, that makes that doesn't surprise me one bit. I was like, oh, hey, it's Loki. I was At first I thought maybe he was hallucinating, and then I was like, no, nope, that's definitely Loki. Yeah. And and it brings up the question of, is it the fact that time is weird on Sakaar, which is what the Grandmaster says, or is time weird in the Bifrost? Because he... Because Loki does leave first. No, I think Bifrost is pretty much straightforward time, because it... It just is? Okay. I just thought that, like, you know, that would... I mean, that would also explain it a little bit. At one point, I thought that all of the, um, all of the, like, the portals that the trash was dropping through, I was like, they all are the identical colors of the Infinity Stones. I was trying to see if I could match them all up. They don't, they don't match up. It's not, it's not a perfect ratio. Good try. And then we get the melting stick. So Thor is all, Thor is all, like, badass and angry. And then he watches a guy get melted and gets very quiet very quickly. Oh, the smell. (laughs) The smell? (laughs) Ew, I'm stepping in it. I'm ste- oh, God, I'm stepping in it. This is gross. And then we get the ultimate ultimatum that is defeat my champion, win your freedom. Then we get our Stan Lee cameo. We do. Or, no, before that, we get... He meets Grok? Grok? Korg? Korg? Does he Korg. meet Korg before that? or does No. He yeah, yeah, he still has long hair when he's in holding. I don't think he, so. I yeah, think. he gets his hair cut immediately yeah, no, before. You're right. the, okay. first, the first time we've seen him with short hair, I think when the gate opens and he's, yeah. okay. he comes out for yeah. the match. Right. Literally the, the thing that happens right before he goes out for the match is he gets his hair cut. I think Korg, or anything with him, is my favorite part of the movie. He's, I just find him a star. <laughs> he's so good. He, I, gets, he gets to be a bit much. I don't think like, so. I think they go back to the well with him too many times. Like, he just mm-hmm. exists to say funny line and then leave. But he's so chill. <laughs> he's so chill. Hey, 
I, court. Oh no, Meek is dead. <laughs> I stepped on him. I felt really guilty about it. Oh, Meek, you're alive. This is Meek. Has anyone beaten the Grand Champ before? Faced the Grand Champ before? Yeah, Doug did. Where's Doug? Oh, that's right. Doug's dead. Doug's dead. Everybody dies. Um, oh, it's a new Doug. <laughs> Doug. Doug. Um, but he, he says, man, he says, bro, I love him. His first, his first interaction is making a rock, paper, scissors joke. Yep. And me throws up, like, turns her, his, like, arm knives into scissors. Because that's a huge, that's, a, that's an Earth joke. It is. Yeah. So this guy was at Earth at some point? That's great. Or interacted with a human? I just see, it, like, at some point before I, he's, like, I want to assume Doug was a human. Oh, you want to assume Doug was a human? That's my guess. See, it, it, my, in my world, before he gets, like, thrown into, like, the fighting pits on Sakaar, he, at one point, was having a drink with um, Star-Lord at a bar, and Star-Lord drops some, like, rock, paper, scissors knowledge on him. It's, it's possible. We'll, we'll find out in Infinity War. Probably not. And I doubt Cork is going to be in that. Cork Cork's going to be in it. <laughs> You'll see, Cork. You know what? There's everyone else going to be in the movie. Sure, you might as well, right? We'll see Howard the Duck and Cork. Yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> we will. We will. We really will. Maybe he'll die. Yeah, I get. I, just don't, I don't think Cork is a bit much. I love it. It was great. Don't get me wrong. I liked him. I just feel like he didn't need to be in all the scenes that they used him in. I love him at the end too, when he shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> hey. We're going to skip on this big, he's humongous like, ship. He's like, hey, Get bro, out. I'm Cork. This is me. We're going to go on this spaceship. Want to come? Yeah. And all the Asgardians are going to You look like you're in dire need of leadership. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stanley cameo. Stanley cameo. It was good. It's I a good one. Think, yep. It's one. Honestly, I think it's one of the better ones. It's probably top five. Barbara of Sakaar. <laughs> my hands aren't as steady as they used, used to be. be. Hold still. Please don't cut my hair. <laughs> well, that was, again, it was another one of those moments where Thor was trying to be all, like, brash and Thory, and then, the, like, the scissors come on, he's like, oh, God, please don't, don't do this, sir. If you touch one lock of my beautiful hair, you will get the force of Asgard on you. No, please don't, sir, seriously. This is, don't, not the hair. But his haircut is awesome. It is. Yeah, it looks great. Have we mentioned that Thor is being subdued by that electrode in his neck? Yeah, when she kidnaps him. Yeah. yeah. So it's still in there. That's why he can't bust out. Yep. Mm-hmm. The only thing we missed is Loki comes to see him, and Thor gets really excited for a moment, and then realizes that he's not there. So the rest of the conversation is just Loki talking, and, and Thor just throwing things, throwing things at him. Which comes back like two or three other times. If Loki it's good writing, it comes back... No more than three times. <laughs> or no more than twice. No more than twice after. They use it three times. Which I think is actually what they do. Yeah, I think it is. Long story short, we get to the fighting pit scene, which, again, sets up what could have been one of the big reveals that we end up getting in the trailer. Um, but the Hulk is a big draw, so... Yes, it is. No, that's, yeah, I Once agree. we got the insanely quotable line, he's a friend from work! Yeah. <laughs> yes! And that's when you get one of my favorite little one-liners in the movie. Loki just, seeing the whole come out, was like, I need to get yeah, off this planet. planet. <laughs> he gets up to leave in the Grand Master's like, oh, hey, whoa, 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 hey! Or after uh, Hulk slams Thor down a bunch of times, Loki's like, that's how it feels, brother! <laughs> now you know! Now you know how it feels! <laughs> because it's the exact same yeah. motion yep. that he does in Avengers. 
The fight scene itself I thought was great. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a lot of fun. I want to know what the hell that hammer was oh, that, so like, cool wrecked looking. the Hulk. Like, he destroyed part of the arena and then pulled it out of the wreckage. I'm very confused. I mean, it's good to see that Thor... It's an improvised weapon. Yeah, for real. It's good to see that Thor doesn't... Well, it's one of the hammers that he walks in with. He walks in with a hammer in one hand and the axe in the other. The giant one? Yeah. I don't remember him. Yeah, he, he Hulk comes in with, with a weapon in each hand and a helmet on. Oh, the Hulk. I thought you meant Thor. No, no, no. I was like, Thor does not have that. Thor has, like, a staff and, like, two swords in the back. Right. All three of which get destroyed by Hulk's things. Of course. At one point, Hulk uses his hammer, essentially like Milnor, and throws it. It, like, it's, in, like, bedded in the wall. And Thor goes, grabs it, and smacks the shit out of the Hulk. It's good to see that Thor's... Strength does, is still there. He's still a god, so he's still able to do ridiculous things. Did you not see him scenes earlier throw the guy hundreds of feet? No, I did. I did notice that. <laughs> but there's one thing. It's a difference between throwing one guy, one two hundred pound, maybe two hundred pound guy, a couple hundred feet, and picking up and wielding that fucking hammer. Thing was like twice the size that he was, and it wrecked the Hulk. It wrecked the Hulk pretty bad. One recurring joke that doesn't work is they keep referring to Thor as Lord of Thunder. I'm the god of thunder. God. I got annoying to me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't love it. And this is, as the fight progresses and he's almost lost, or he's like not winning by any means, we get the first in-head flash scene to Odin. Right. Right? We're straight out of Rocky V. If you haven't seen Rocky V, Rocky's in a street fight at the end, and he's about to lose, or he's down and out, and he has a flashback to Mick standing over him. In almost the exact same way that Odin's like kind of standing over him. Yep. And then it's, electricity flows through Rocky's body, and he beats everyone. I've never I, seen Rocky V. That happens, Joe. It's like you have seen it. God, what was... <laughs> and isn't the guy... I can never remember what the guy he's fighting his name is. Tommy Gunn? Tommy Gunn. So, yes, then... Lightning, he's like in complete control of lightning. It's just flowing through his body. Which is awesome. It well, it looked really cool. And he actually does do some, puts in some work on Hulk. Holds his own, gains the upper hand. Gains the upper hand, the pretty much wins. The fight was rigged. Yeah. All, more or less wins the fight. Yeah, I guess he technically loses, right? Well, considering he wakes up and is in the cage... The cage. I mean, by being alive, he's a winner. Yeah. He's no Doug. He's no Doug. The crowd turns. The crowd is all about Thor by the end of the fight. Lord of Thunder! Which is straight out of Rocky IV. Yep. They stole from all the Rocky. Yeah, yeah. He turns the Russian crowd in his favor, man. Moscow is pro-Rocky. Yeah. (laughs) Sakaar is pro-Thor. Jeff Goldblum, realizing that his champion is about to get beat, shocks him with the electrode in his neck. Yeah, I guess he had access to that. Yeah, it's probably he probably probably got the code or something. I think it's something he gives out to like the scavengers or whatever. And that's okay. what they put him on. So like, she has one and he has one. It's set up through some fancy mainframe. I don't know how Sakar electronics work. Yeah, it sounds right. And then Hulk does essentially his finishing move, which is he jumps up, which right is ooh, ooh, he smashes. Yeah, <laughs> smashes. Believe it or not. <laughs> All the while, the Valkyrie is sitting up. She's kind of starting to. Come around a little bit to Thor's side. Right. Prior to the fight, we learned that Scavenger 142 is a Valkyrie. Yes. Whose job was to defend Asgard at all costs, right? Yep. So something, some sort of bad thing happened and she ran away from Asgard. She's the only one 
to survive the fight with Hela, which right. we found out that the Valkyries were sent to fight Hela. We don't find that out till a little later on, but yes. But for time reasons, I'm mentioning it now. Fair exactly. enough. Exactly. And Good. she's turned her back on Asgard ever since. Of course. Yep. Wakes up the next day. Thor he, wakes up the next Thor day. Thor wakes up the next day. He is in a room with Hulk. Like a hotel suite? Yeah. Essentially the champ. All, like, the scrubs are down at the bottom, but, like... Because that's, that's what's happening now, right? He's grooming them both to be champions. Like, he'll throw one of them in the ring on any given day. They're going to be tag partners. Yeah. Bad move, putting them in the same room together when Thor announced that he knows him. Yeah. He's a friend from work. That was real stupid. I think that'd be... this. I'm going to pick that. That's my least favorite part. Okay. I like that your least favorite part is fluid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just poor strategy on yeah. the Grandmaster's part. I didn't think that went through. Nope. Although the scene itself... It's funny, but this whole movie's funny. So. Yeah, so it does not it doesn't add much. No. And then we get a bunch of time where he's trying to essentially plan his escape. He figures out that the Quinjet's there, he's trying to talk Hulk into coming, which is one of my least favorite returning jokes, where he keeps saying, No, I like you better than the other guy and then he does it like ten minutes later, he's like, No, I like you better than the other guy. Better's all science, science, science. <laughs> and you, you're a man of action. Hulk's all smash, smash, smash. <laughs> and you, you're a man of science. But eventually he ends up getting out. He he just breaks the window. After he throws a ball into it, into his own face. And it doesn't work yeah, it doesn't work the first time. But it cracks the window. Right. Which technically means that it worked, because now all he's gotta do is kind of push Well Valkyrie aids in his in his escape. At the end of the day, yeah. And then the Grandmaster sends uh, Valkyrie and Loki out to catch. Yeah, he, he blames both of them for the escape because the Hulk follows him to the Quinjet. Right. And but, that's what... And then he sees the video of Black Widow yep. that Natasha Romanoff left for him. And then it turns him back into Bruce Banner. For the right. first time in two years. Yes. He has no idea what's going on. Doesn't know where he is. He thinks they're still in Sarkovia. But he doesn't know what happened to Sarkovia. Right. He has no clue. My, the funniest line to me in this movie is when he turns back into Banner and Thor just, just tells him we had a fight. Really? Then I went. No, you lost. It wasn't even close. Yeah. <laughs> no, I won easily. Doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't sound right. What happened? <laughs> that is good. So the Quinjet is destroyed by Hulk because Hulk doesn't Hulk doesn't want him to leave. Right. Hulk finally has a friend that he's hanging out with. He didn't even try to it. destroy it. Hulk's just giant and can't and can't control himself. And then we get a scene of them kind of running through the streets. Right, and they, they wind up in Valkyrie's apartment. She kind of, like, That's rescues right. them. Yeah. After she subdues Loki and chains him up. Yes. Because they're both blamed for the escape. So they both either have to find him or face the melting stick. Right. Valkyrie says, I'm going to help you. Get back to Asgard. They, and for, they form the Revengers. <laughs> they form the Revengers. I did like that line, too, when she was like, I've been trying to drink to forget everything. I was going to mention that. You drink way too much. She's like, she's like well, I'm still going to drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I like the the recurring joke between Valkyrie and Banner, where she's like, I think I know you. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I like that one. So then we get to the point where they have to go and steal a ship. Right, to get through... Devil's Anus? The Devil's Anus. Yep. Right. Well, originally she says you can go through... What are they called? Launch wormholes, wormholes. Yeah, something. She said, we'll go through this wormhole. We'll be in Asgard in eighteen months. Thor says, "No, that's not enough time. We have to go through the big one." Before that, he talks to Idris Elba. That's kind yes. of a major part of the movie. Yeah. I forgot his character's name. Yeah, Heimdall. Right. During all of this, we are also getting flashbacks to As well, Asgard, or yes. not flashbacks, but we're just getting bits of Asgard. Heimdall has 
essentially created a resistance army and is sheltering the people of Asgard in like a secret cave on the side. Yeah, and the guy scourges Hela's executioner. We didn't even mention him at all in the slightest no, bit. He's not that important. He's not important because you can tell the whole time his heart's not in it. He didn't really turn, and it's dumb. Yeah, right. Exactly. But we also get the the reveal that underneath the bright, shiny happiness of the nine realms, that's like in the temple or like the the throne room. Underneath it all is like the real history and. Hella's line is, Odin always did like to, instead of remembering history, cover it up. Right. Which is, again, why I kept going back to helmets, 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 because what does a helmet do? It covers your head. She also creates, what, an army of undead? Yes, using the Eternal Flame. It was her old army that she revived in her old wolf. Now, how big of a deal was it to you guys with when she picks up the gauntlet and says this is a fake and throws it on the floor? Uh, because we already know it's fake. Right. It didn't surprise me. Okay. Because we get a post-credit scene already of Thanos putting the gauntlet on and being like, I'll do it myself. Right, but we didn't really know it was a fake. We thought there might have been two gauntlets. I uh, left it in her right hand. That's right, we did think that. So that kind of debunked that theory completely. She it just did. tossed it on the ground, had no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah. Or she's, it's fake. Or she's wrong. Or she's wrong. Who knows? But I thought that was another fun... I mean, that was like the one piece of comic relief that she really threw in. She just pushes a gauntlet over. Like the most powerful thing in the universe. She's right. like, nah, this is fake. So that's yet to be seen, whether it's actually fake or not. Yep. She walks right by an Infinity Stone, not even thinking... She looks she, at it. She, she thinks about she thinks it. About she thinks it. about it. But she doesn't actually use it. She goes and gets her army back instead. Priorities. Priorities. So, yeah, <laughs> so they can't go through that wormhole because... Heimdall told him to go through the big door, right? I guess that's... Yep. Yes, Heimdall... Ha- that's, that's right, Heimdall's so the one that said... So no, no, we're going through that one. And then Valkyrie goes, Devil's anus? <laughs> and then Banner's like, what? What about anus? <laughs> what about anus? <laughs> and then Loki says my opening line, Now I've kind of... Like, the Grandmaster knows me, he likes me, uh, I will help you, I just seek safe passage through the anus. We get the... Seen, oh, she tells him what ship to take. There's two ships that'll make it through. Yeah. And and they go to the one that was the orgy ship. Right. Unbeknownst to them yet. Unbeknownst to them at this point. Or at least Thor. And Loki betrays Thor again. But, but Thor but, expects it. Because class, classic Loki. Right. <laughs> oh, God, there was a jo- We also missed the joke where he's oh, explaining... Uh, I'm, not like, doing pl- I'm not doing help. Get help. Get help. <laughs> no, we're doing it. It's embarrassing. It's fun for me. Get help was great. That was good. But we also, at one point, I think he's talking to... He's either talking to Valkyrie or he's talking to Hulk about why he need, like why he's cool with Loki. He's like, he's the god of mischief. I get it. Remember this one, there was this one time he was, we were kids... He turned himself into a snake because he knew I hated snakes. No, he knew I love snakes. Well, he knew I love snakes. <laughs> he turned back to himself and started stabbing me. <laughs> oh, it was, it was hysterical. I Loki's laughing in that scene, and I'm like, that's great. That's a great touch. I, I actually was laughing really hard when he said that he like turned back into himself and started stabbing him. I was like, that's hysterical. It's exactly what Loki would do. What scene is that, though? Is that is that the scene in the, That's in the, the scene apartment? Where he's, where he's, yeah, where he's tied up in the apartment. Yes. Okay, it is. Okay. Because he's still tied up laughing when Thor tells that story, because like, he's also remembering it fondly of the yeah. time he stabbed his brother. Oh, what a great time that was. Such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so then they play Help Me. Get help. Get help. Get help, I'm sorry. And Loki tries to betray him. Mm-hmm. He anticipates it immediately... And at this point, I guess when he was doing the help me, he actually popped the thing into his neck. That's my. It was on his back, but yeah. He sh- so he shocks him with the with yeah. the shocker, and then it moves him there, immobilize him. 
Yeah, throws the remote away and is like, it's right over there in case you ever want it. And gets on the ship. And... And they take the ship. Yep, they take the ship. At what point does he give Korg the ability to start his revolution? Right around this time. I think they stop down there first. They bust through the they bust through the sidewall, throw him a gun. Is like here you go. He's like ah. Oh, they deactivate all the things. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then the revolution starts on Sakar, which is brilliant. You kind of divide and conquer. Yep. Make everybody really busy so only certain people can actually chase after them through the devil's anus. Smart. Yep. And they go through the devil's anus. Yep. After a fun little scene, starship like, starship fighting scene, which is the mo- which is the one. Well, I guess anything on Sakaar kind of does it, but that's a, certainly the one time where that gap that I said was going to be bridged between Guardians of the Galaxy and this, that's the one time you definitely see it, because that was it, the whole starships flying around trying to shoot each other out of the sky, very, very Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Fun moment, there's no gun on the ship. Yes. The batter's driving, there's got to be a gun on this. He presses that button that shoots off the fireworks, <laughs> it's that weird song. <laughs> but then other ships start crashing because of the lights, so... Right. It works. It does work. It's essentially like using flares to like get the heat-seeking missiles off of you. Except it's that one chick who said trashes ship crashes into something. Everybody eventually gets back onto the ship after they do some creative ways of destroying other ships around them. And they go through the Devil's Anus. And it pops them out essentially right on the edge of Asgard. Right. And, and then Korg find, and his gang find Loki. And a much bigger ship. And also do the same thing. Which becomes fucking crucial in the next yes, 20 minutes. Yes, it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the biggest callback was that, you know, Ragnarok needs to happen. Right? So they get into a battle with Hela. I guess... Your main fight. is yeah. going on now. Here, here it comes. On the Rainbow Bridge. Yep, you've got... Well, you get a whole... You get them, again, kind of dividing and conquering. Thor goes back to the Crown Room to take on Hela himself. Right. And then you've got Loki and Valkyrie on the Rainbow Bridge on one end, Hamdal and all the people on the other side, and you've got the Wolf and the Undead Army. So Hamdal is taking the Undead Army, the Valkyrie's trying to take on the dog with a bunch of other soldiers that they've mustered. Well, she's up in the ship. She's oh, that's right, ship. she's up in the ship okay. with the gun. And then Banner jumps and then, down. Yes, that was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. You want to know who I am? You want to know how you know me? And then you think he's, <laughs> he's going to land as the Hulk and he doesn't. <laughs> he tumbles. <laughs> like, pretty sure it was just for a joke, but I saw the movie with John and he raised the question like, so is Banner dead now? <laughs> I mean... Might be. I don't know. I don't, well, the Hulk comes back, right? I don't think so. I don't, yeah. I don't think he, Banner's dead because, like you said, the whole line about First Avengers, I think, about trying to eat a bullet. The other guy yeah, spit it out. Spit out. Yes. So I don't think while the Hulk lives, Banner can die. But at the um, at the same time, he's already given the line that if he turns back into the other guy, right. he may never come back. So him landing may have been the Hulk letting Banner go. I don't know. I don't think they would think, kill him I off. I think it was just for a joke. Like that. I'm pretty sure it was just for the Probably joke. Probably just for the joke. Yeah, and I do like that line where he said, um, it was always... Um, me and the Hulk are driving. I had one hand on the wheel. He had the other hand. This past time, it felt like I was locked in the trunk. Yeah. If I turned back, I don't know if I can turn back again. Yeah. That's a major, major... Development. Yes. In this, in the whole MCU. Like, you don't... We don't know if you go, you're going to you're gonna get Banner back ever again. Yeah. And... We, we will, because he's going to see Black Widow again. 
But he was really concerned about it. I know he is, but I, th- I think... You should, that's what, that's right? What, he should definitely be concerned. But that's but always, I think that's what they're setting up. And you know what, That's always what the Hulk's concern... Or Bruce Banner's concern. Every time he's Bruce Banner is... It, like, every time he turns into the Hulk, it's one step closer to never turning back into Banner. Right, right? but he willingly does it at, at certain points throughout the MCU. Like, in Avengers, mm-hmm. when he's like, that's my secret, I'm always angry, yeah. and he just hulks out. Like, he, can't, he used to be able to control it. Yeah. Better than he can. Now he can. Now, yeah, now it's like the Hulk actually is the one driving driving the car. It's actually a good analogy. Right. So he take the Hulk takes on the wolf. The Hulk takes on the wolf. He's like a giant successful wolf. Yes. Hey. He took a battle, takes him to the water. Yep. It's fun. It, that's that. It was a lot of fun. The, and you kind of see it happening when you see the size of the wolf. You're like, okay. When Hulk starts fighting again, that's that's the battle because they're they're approximately. Well, he essentially the same size. just takes the wolf out of the battle. Right. It's not the main focus of the battle. He just accounts for that someone fighting the wolf. Yes. Which is not the main battle we should and are focused on. Correct. Thankfully. Yep. And right then Hell is kicking the shit out of Thor at this point. And does the one thing that I I really wish they hadn't done. Taking his eye. Taking his eye. Yep. Hate it. I don't like it. I like it, but I think they should have done it better. They did it really quick. Yeah. Well, he said you're as blind as your father, and then sliced, and then the same eye is fucking gone. And I wish I just... I don't like it. I really don't. I don't like the fact that he just essentially... is To the point where he's going to start looking like his father. Yeah, I don't like it, because somebody in that writer's room was like, Guys, it's symbolic. It's a throwback to Odin. He's going to be like his father. It's like... But it's stupid. It's so on the nose or on the eye. I guess. <laughs> yeah, in this I don't. Case. I don't hate it. I just think it's poorly executed. I think they could have done a little bit more with it. Fair. I'm kind of glad they don't dwell on it as much. And they're like, "Oh my eye!" Yeah. I. I it doesn't. It just doesn't do anything for me. And then slicing the eye gives us back to as you lovingly called the Rocky Five moment. Okay, this Rocky Five moment should have been the only Rocky Five moment. I agree. And. This is, not, again, my main problem with this movie is the tone. I am a sucker for any movie with a little sappy motivational speech. It gets mm-hmm. me energized, gets me ready to go, I get a little emotional. That could have been a good moment, but it just didn't fit. It was I, also fairly cliche. The speech was fairly it's, cliche. It's so cliche. I love the cliche line, though, is your name Thor, God of Hammers. I love it. That, that, that line I'm fit. fine. That line I'm actually fine it's with. It's the one that the power's inside you all along. Yeah. That's the cliche line that yeah. I hate. Okay. The, 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 hammer, the hammer just helped you channel it. Now, you're put in a situation where... come Because that's the thing. At no point does he start real thinking he needs to learn how to control it otherwise. He's just put in a situation where it's like, sink or fucking swim. You know you can do it because you fucked up the Hulk with it. Now... Guess what? You're gonna have the, all of the untapped power of Asgard and Thunder. Have at it, kid. And I loved it. <laughs> well, once he gets it, I hate, and he I hate, the, I hate the, the scene before it, but him fighting with the lightning. Oh, it was cool. I'm a sucker for anyone with electricity powers in the first place. That's right. like... You like the Emperor and Star Wars? I like the power. <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna sit here and say he's a fan of Sidious. Right. <laughs> but yes, no, you're right. Um, I guess he... How does he... We like electric defeat. I like the power set. Okay. So then, how does he def- he defeats Hella at that point? Then no. Well, no, we, we, something. we get a really long fight with that awesome song. The name escapes me. Playing immigrant song. Yeah. Yeah, we get the immigrant song again. Um, he comes back. He's ready to go. And then you um. But because ha- he uses the lightning down on the rainbow bridge, fucking up half the army. Yes, yeah. he's fighting half the army. Loki's starting to fight the army a little bit. You see um. 
but Scourge what, had his change of heart at that point. All of this is going on at the same time. We're getting. But what I'm saying is, what happens between because well, Scourge's change of heart is at the very end, but but that happens during the song. Hella Hella takes out Nye. I don't think it does. Yeah, because he had that song playing when he pulls out Dez and Troy. Hold on, hold on, we'll get there. <laughs> Hella cuts out, cuts the eye, makes him go blind. This and is why this episode is so long. <laughs> yeah. Hella cuts out the eye. Rocky <clears throat> five. Rocky five. He's still in the room with Hella. So how does he get? What? What? I, I'm, am I? I can't remember. She leaves, and then he has the Rocky five moment. Oh, she leaves. I think. Yeah, and then he comes down on the bridge with the lightning bolt. I thought Wait, no, no, she's in there. Down. Right, and he hits her with the lightning bolt, the biggest lightning bolt in the history of lightning bolts, right. as a line. Oh, yeah, okay. And he so destroys a... the palace. Yes, okay. So she's now technically buried under the palace. Yeah, so she, okay, she's still in it when he has his little flashback moment. All the while, Loki's doing something in the throne room. Loki is setting he's, up He's Ragnarok. setting up Surtar, Surtur's... Return. He's, yeah, he's... Putting him in the eternal. Well, that's flame. after the lightning bolt. Probably, maybe. Yeah, because he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he tells Loki that he later. tells Loki the plan, and Loki is like, "That's ballsy, even for me." Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Loki lingers on the tesseract. I think he takes it. I will perhaps. Well, he has to because the tesseract has to exist to get put in the in the right. infinity gauntlet. Right. So he probably has it with him, which is why the end credit scene is important. So. Thor, God of Thunder, is now using the untapped potential of his thunder powers, which was fucking cool. So great. Loki shows up on the bridge and is is fucking people up with Valkyrie. And now you have Scourge throwing, like, a blanket over himself to get on the ship with all of the other Asgardians. So then, (laughs) as, like, the ship's finally got everybody on it, it's about to go away, and more knife stone shit comes out of the mortar, holds it in place... And the undead army starts crawling in, and that's when Dez and Troy come out. Okay. And then he fights off Dez and Tr- he fights off the guys, jumps down, and starts coming in the other way. So they're now essentially working towards the middle to finish off the army. They get everybody on the ship. Loki's plan, or I guess Thor's plan to let Ragnarok happen comes to fruition. They're flying away, and while they're all watching, Asgard gets destroyed. Hela comes up out of the water on another one of these rock things, just trying to fucking kill him. Right prior to that, though. When Surtur, what Surtur, however you pronounce it, is destroying it, they're like, "Are right, we just gonna let him do his thing?" And then Hulk just jumps out of the water. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> for the love of God, who's like, a freak scary monster? Hulk, for one time, do <laughs> not smash. <laughs> but, but monster, come on. Oh, fine. He just grabs him and jumps on the ship. <laughs> yeah, and then he successfully destroys Asgard. Right, because Asgard is not a place, it's a people. It's a that people. gets uh, forced down our throat I quite a few that. times. Yep. <laughs> Another and, one of the cliche and things. destroying Asgard kills Hela, basically. Yes. Yeah, she has no power. She has no power. But if Thor's power comes from Asgard, too. It's problematic, but we're going to move on. It, it doesn't. I think it, the whole point they're doing is just Hela. It, it has to things. destroy. Okay, yeah. done. Yeah, it has to destroy Hela, which, yes. it, which it does. We will not see her again. We will not. Sequel standard doesn't apply. Doesn't apply. <laughs> we might. I don't think I'm so. I'm not prepared to rule it out. It's fair, but the way that Asgard literally blows up and gets busted, it looks like fucking... Um, Granted, I'm just not prepared yeah. to rule it out. Looks like the first plan of the Death Star. Oh, no one dies in these fucking book. movies. That's true. No one ever stops existing. Well, maybe Red Skull. We don't see a body. 
So then we get them on the ship. He takes his new throne, which is just a seat at the front. Like Star Trek. Like a Star Trek seat. Nope. Like Rocky Six. Yep. Does he <laughs> He plays um Kirk's dad, right? Yeah. Kirk's yeah. So yeah. like cool. He's used to it. Yeah. And <laughs> Keith uh Keith? Keith Urban is a country singer. I knew it started with a K, though. <laughs> um, plays Bones, yeah. Yep. So yep. we got a couple different Star Trek references here. Mm-hmm. Little nods, so to speak. And then the movie pretty much ends. They decide to go to Earth. They decide to go to Earth. Because Korg thought he killed Meek. Yeah. <laughs> Meek, where are you from? Oh, Meek's dead. <laughs> what? Oh, no, Meek is dead. <laughs> what? Yeah, I stepped on him on the bridge over there. I'm like, carrying around because I feel so guilty. <laughs> oh, Meek, you're alive. <laughs> you're alive. Earth, then. Which is, again, kind of problematic. Especially around the Norway, I guess. Right? Yeah, but that's... Plan. There's a lot of people that lived on Asgard. Just can't pop them down to Earth and be like, Hey, Earth people! I mean, they fit them in a ship. That's a big ship. It only had one room. Yeah. It's not that many people. Yeah, fair enough. How are they going <laughs> to allow that to enter the atmosphere without blowing it up? Or at least trying to. These are details we don't have time to touch on. <laughs> Not even a little bit. So yeah, that's that's Thor. We did it. Do we do favorite scene, least favorite scene for everybody? We did the f- least favorites across the board. I mean, I just think the final action sequence is, is spectacular. No issue with the action in this movie at all. Yeah, that's my favorite. My favorite scene is is the action we get at the end. I loved it. My favorite is any time he's using the lightning. Probably the bridge fight is the better of the two. Or him throwing stuff at Loki. Those are my favorite parts. Him throwing stuff at Loki is good. That's the uh, that's the third callback too, because he's like, I "Wish you were actually here," and he throws something at Loki and he catches it, and then he realizes Loki got out alive, which was great, nice warm scene, and it, and you know it's fulfilling what we all thought was going to happen with the MCU, which was Loki was going to essentially turn into a good guy because people Every, still, I mean, everyone's going to be a good guy against Thanos, right? So it has to be common enemy, yeah. Enemy of my enemy is my friend. Did you do your favorite sequel? I did. Okay. Anything with Korg is my favorite. <laughs> so broad. <laughs> my least favorite I touched on was the exposition dump that gives us no information, so what was it? Right. And quickly, this post-credit. Yeah, we get the... That is Thanos' ship. It is 100% Thanos' ship? It has to be, I right? can't be 100%, but that's all I've been hearing. It better be Thanos' ship. Yeah. And then the second after credits is just... That was funny. It it's fine. It's Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it, doesn't, oh. it doesn't set up. It doesn't serve any purpose other than just funniness. It's a tie. <laughs> You're welcome. You can't have a revolution. Well, that's something to revolt against. against. So, so tie. <laughs> so you're welcome, and we can call it a tie. <laughs> that's Ragnarok. That is Ragnarok. <laughs> it's Ragnarok top to bottom. You know what we didn't do yet though for Ragnarok is rate it. What we do here is we rate movies that we review, giving them infinity stones. There are some in this movie. But we give them a number of infinity stones from 1 to 6. 1 is the lowest, 6 is the highest. If you give it a 6, you can also give it a goal. We saw one of those, too. Now, let's rate Ragnarok. Uh, I forget whose fucking turn it is. So, Corey. Despite this movie being very enjoyable, the action sequences are great. It's funny. It, it might be funny to a fault at a certain point. And, again, it, it's just a little too procedural, and we, we get an overpowered villain that the good guy doesn't even really defeat if we really look at it. So Yeah, what's her? He does outwit her. But overall, the movie is nonetheless enjoyable. I just don't think it will ever stand out as, you know, the MCU movie. 
or even one of the best MCU movies. This movie's going to get a, a four and a half, a four and a half for me. Four and a shard for me. Sequel. What up? <laughs> I'm going to go just a little bit lower. I'm going to give it four stones. So, again, the movie's main purpose is to be enjoyable. This movie's very enjoyable. I just, they got to tweak the tone a little bit. And, Corey, you're 100% right. These are becoming procedural. You, you know exactly what you're getting when you walk into these movies. Not saying it's a bad thing, but they, they got to mix it up once in a while. But the act the action's great it's it's a it's a funny movie it's again it's a filler movie it doesn't really add that much to the entire universe if you want to get caught up quickly for infinity war you can skip this one watch a 10 minute youtube summary and and you're good to go so uh it's four stones for me don't skip this one that's a it's a very enjoyable watch it is formulaic like all mcu movies are getting to be which is unfortunate i like this movie as much as i like doctor strange and I'm going to give it the same score I gave Doctor Strange, which is five stones. Good a reason as any. But check it out if you like MCU movies, because it's a good one. I was low on Doctor Strange. I think I gave it a three. You might have. I'm going to retroactively bump it up. Yeah. Okay. It, the Strange is a four. It's a solid four movie. I thought it was a five. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> at least a four. Yeah. There you go. So those are our ratings for Thor Ragnarok. Let us know if you agree slash disagree with our thoughts and or ratings by sending an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. And or you can find us on Twitter and let us know at zthpodcast. Also, I want to see a picture of you with your Infinity Gauntlet on Instagram at zthpodcast. Look for us on Facebook, facebook.com slash zthpodcast or search Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes and an ES. And find us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, or other podcast apps that work like iTunes do. I don't know which ones those are. They're out there. And if you give us five stars, also leave a review and we'll read it on the air. You can be our new friend. So you can be the Korg to our Meek or the Meek to our Korg. You can be the Meek to our Korg. And settle on that one. Sorry. These are our terms. (laughs) (laughs) Take them or leave them. No, seriously, don't, don't leave them. But we won't step on you. We promise. Next time, we're going to be doing the first X-Men movie from 2000. Remember that movie, guys? Yeah, that's going to be so good. I can't wait for this. Should have picked it on the fly. So tune in next time for that. And on behalf of everyone else as usual, remember that every movie is someone's favorite movie. This one probably makes that list. Probably. Probably won't stay forever, but it'll definitely be somebody's